Welcome to Watch Therefore, the program designed to help the disciple of Messiah Jesus obey his command to watch therefore and be ready for you don't know the hour or the day the Son of Man is coming, coming to take us back to that place he's prepared for us. Dove Schwartz here at the Sea of Galilee, encouraging everyone who's watching today more than ever to watch therefore and be ready. Seven stars to his right hand. Welcome to the program. I'm so blessed to be with you today. It came to my attention that last week when I taught on Psalm 34, that I left out two verses that will be so helpful and fit in perfectly with, I'm gonna, with what I'm going to be talking about on the program today. Now, when I uh, do this program, I normally teach on Bible prophecy, but also I teach on biblically relevant passages that will help us in this time of prophetic fulfillment. And so it will be today. Here's my desire. Here's my mandate. Here's my call to make it that as many people as possible, when we stand before the Lord, will hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant. So let's have a word of prayer and ask the Lord to bless the program. Oh, Father in heaven, in Messiah Jesus' name, please bless all of our viewers today. Help me teach that the teaching and hearing of your word would be fruitful and a great blessing to our viewers. Bless them. Thank you, Father in Messiah Jesus' name. Amen. Psalm 34, 15, the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their cry. So we saw last week, there's this very clear distinction in the heart and mind of the Lord between the righteous and the wicked. And the righteous will inherit the earth when King Messiah Jesus returns to sit on the throne of David. Now, regarding the wicked, his loving hand is outstretched, offering forgiveness, love, and mercy through the finished work of Messiah Jesus on the cross, who resurrected and now sits next to our Father on his throne in heaven. But please see today how the Lord feels about the wicked when they do evil until and prayerfully when they receive Messiah Jesus, they're forgiven. But until then, see what Psalm 34, 16 says. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. So the Lord's plan to cut off the remembrance of those who do evil from the earth is to assign them eternally in a lake of fire. And, and, and one of the very popular schemes uh, that Satan is working in America, in society, but also in the church in America, is to bring wickedness that it might be pervasive through society, but also corrupting the church. Now, in other places 
in the world, the weapon against the church primarily is persecution. But in the West, the primary tool Satan is using is turning the church into like a worldly circus. However, very real persecution is coming to the church in America. Now, there was a great pastor. He was called the Prince of Pastors, Charles Spurgeon. He didn't shrink from the current events of his day as they related to faith in Messiah Jesus, and neither should we. So here I go. Recently, a Christian baker won his case at the Supreme Court of the United States, having gone through great persecution and almost losing his business in Colorado. The courts there found him guilty of of uh, statewide discriminatory statutes because he would not bake a wedding cake for two men who wanted to pretend to be married. Uh, there's a popular daytime TV program that hosted him after he won the case at the Supreme Court so the entire panel could gang up on him and his attorney. Now, I'm not going to name this program or the hosts and the panelists of this program because, frankly, they are just a snapshot, a microcosm of what is going on across America and even in American churches, some of them at least. And, and they're really good churches in America, and praise God for them. Hallelujah. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to present some of the points of these panelists on this program, and I'm going to give some answers and some points of my own. Folks, this is really important. And if you haven't been faced with this, if you haven't been confronted with this, and most of you probably have to some degree, that's going to increase, and certainly you will in the very near future. You see, the legal experts uh, who were talking about this case with this baker at the Supreme Court, they said one of the reasons that this was such a clear victory for him, and they say it's isolated for him, is because in Colorado, the courts were so aggressively, or the prosecution was so aggressively against his faith. And they showed such an uh, anti-Christian bias that that helped him win at the Supreme Court. However, they say, if cases come to them that are similar but the prosecution doesn't do that. If they just keep their mouths shut about their hatred of Jesus the Lord and their anti-Christian bias, that it could go another way. What are they saying? They are inviting other cases to come to the Supreme Court. And they're thinking that it could be different next time. Just think, if by Supreme Court edict across all 50 states of America, that it would be by law, it would be legal to force everyone to participate in this madness, or at least to try to force them to. Now, we need to respond to this in love. Remember first, Psalm 34, 16. We're looking at this through, through the lenses of the Lord's word. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. You see, I was watching this TV show, but much more importantly, the Lord was watching this show as well. And these precious souls are in such great trouble and they face an unimaginable eternity. Now, I'm going to uh, address some of the most important comments uh, I felt like were, were so important that I saw in this program. So one of the panelists said this, and I'm going to quote him. If it violates your religious freedom to sell a wedding cake to a gay couple, for example, do you then, when straight couples come in, do you ask 
if they have had a child out of wedlock, for example, if they participated in premarital sex, because where do you draw the line then? Because that all could be deemed as sinful to someone who is religious as well, unquote. You see, this is a very old, tired line that's thrown at Bible-believing followers of our Lord Jesus these days. Why are you picking on homosexuality since there's so many other sins in the Bible? Well, first, remember that all patrons, including these two men who wanted to get married, they were served without any question at this bakery. They had been going there for a long time. It was when they came in to ask the baker to make a wedding cake, that's when he declined. And so here are a few important things to remember. One, sins like stealing, adultery, premarital sex, they're not like memorialized in a holy ceremony as a God-ordained legitimate lifestyle, though they're certainly not stigmatized like they used to be in America. So if a baker was asked to bake a cake and he was asked to put on the top of it a man with a hood holding a gun so that they could memorialize and celebrate uh, in a religious ceremony or Christian ceremony, bank robbers and thieves and, ro- and armed burglars, well, yeah, the baker would, would in the same way say no to them, right? Or if someone came asking him to bake a cake and, and put this on top of it, a, a very apparently pregnant woman and a man so that they could celebrate in the same way uh, premarital sex and having babies out of wedlock. No, see, they're, they're not comparing apples to apples. It's kind of crazy. Otherwise, for anyone else who shopped at the bakery, including uh, practicing homosexuals, they were treated and served equally. But we should have the right not to participate in what the Bible clearly calls sin. Two, those who practice those other sins don't have a fascist movement that has harnessed the most powerful parts of of society. And and, and it's like this tidal wave that comes up um, supporting them right? The political, the judicial, the entertainment, the media, the education, and so on, and so on, and so on. They are there to bully, intimidate, and punish any dissent or opposition to their sinful agenda. Now, to to question, this is real important, to question how people who have a sexual deviant lifestyle have somehow been elevated to be a legally protected class of people To ask that question is very dangerous today. Well, another professing Christian panelist said, the Bible says don't judge others, love thy neighbor. There are a lot of messages in there. How do you reconcile in your own spirituality which ones to go with? Because in my mind, and you should not marry a man, but if someone does, it's not my place to judge them because God will ultimately judge them. This is so common also, but so intimidating to so many Christ followers. When the Lord said judge not, He meant to not condemn people and to remember the way that you judge people to condemn them by that same standard, you will be judged. But that's not what this baker or any Christ follower with right motives is doing. No, we're discerning and distinguishing right from wrong. And that's a big no-no today. That I'm called judgmental for calling homosexuality wrong. That's not even the real accusation that I'm judgmental. No, it's just a tool that's used against me with a very specific motive, and here it is. I'm not permitted to think or know something is right or wrong. I'm not permitted to call something right or wrong unless I'm calling wrong right 
and right wrong. If I'm calling evil good and good evil, that's permitted because that fits into this fascist agenda, right? But the Bible has a warning that's in the strongest terms. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. And regarding loving thy neighbor, think of this. Messiah Jesus said in John chapter 3 that he did not come to condemn the world and that the world is condemned already. Yes? And this is the condemnation, that they would not believe in the name of the only begotten Son of God. That light had come into the world, but men love darkness rather than light. They love their sin enough to perish eternally in it, right? And, And to know that that any sinner, including homosexuals, are headed for the great white throne judgment and there will be judged and sentenced to an eternal lake of fire and, and then to pretend that the sin that is sending them there is acceptable to God and legitimate and, then, and to tell them that, well, that's not loving my neighbor. That's participating in my neighbor's eternal destruction. You see, I'm like a loving roadblock set there in front of the cliff, right? Today, society angrily curses the roadblock for trying not to let people drive where they want to. Well, I can't stop you from driving off the cliff, but I'm not loving you by not warning you of the consequences of driving off the cliff. Amen? And certainly, I'm not loving you if I'm telling you to step on the gas. And that's what participating in a homosexual wedding is doing. It's telling you step on the gas, drive off the cliff, it's gonna be great. I can't do that. No, that's not love, that's deception. We're gonna go to a break and we'll be right back in just a moment. And and I have more to share about this really important issue and, and, and what our response can be to tell the truth in love. Don't go anywhere. I'm so thankful for the Watch Therefore message and the ministries associated with it because the faithful servant is not only watching for the master to come, he's also doing what the master commanded. And we're doing so through our ministries, Blessing Israeli Believers, co-founded by our ministry partner, John McTurnan and myself, and Poured Out for the Nations. And, you know, all of this is very expensive. The media outreach and, and the work we're doing with those other ministries, yet our help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. And we trust him to raise up from our viewers prayer and financial partners. Now, first, with regard to money, let me say, if there's anyone watching and you've not yet received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please don't send any money into this ministry. It's our prayer that you would receive Jesus as Lord and enjoy the program today. But for those who are born again and your goal and desire is kingdom advancement, laying your treasures up in heaven, we recommend you get our monthly newsletters. Go to watchtherefore.tv and there you can find out uh, what to pray for and what you're giving to. Oh, this is such a special hour and certainly it is time to be the faithful servant, watching for the master to come, doing 
what the master commanded. We also, of course, have our Israel tour. Uh, it's going to be very exciting. That's in October 2019. A lot of details are going to be coming forth um, on our programs about that. Listen, folks, now is the hour, more than ever, to find out where God is working and join him in it. We have our, our media outreach through Watch Therefore, Blessing Israeli Believers, Poured Out for the Nations. These are platforms on which we can stand and proclaim Jesus is coming. And remember, Watch Therefore. I'm so thankful and blessed to introduce my new book, Watch Therefore and Be Ready. You see, so many believers in Messiah Jesus are going to be unnecessarily caught off guard by the events pertaining to this biblically prophetic generation. But it doesn't have to be you. On the pages of Watch Therefore and Be Ready, not only will you get information that will help give you wisdom and discernment for this hour, but you will be equipped to understand your identity, your calling, your works of grace, and the destiny the Lord has for you who are placed here in this prophetically relevant generation. For a donation of any amount given to Watch Therefore Ministries, you will receive your copy of Watch Therefore and be ready. Remember, Jesus is coming any moment, and we need to watch therefore and be ready. Welcome back to Watch Therefore. Today, we're spending the program looking at a very controversial and prominent uh, current events issue, and we're looking at it through the, the lens of Psalm 34, 15, and 16. And we left off from the first half of the program talking about a Christian baker who had been persecuted for years. He was threatened in many ways, including the possibility of losing his bakery from uh, court decisions in Colorado, anti-discrimination court decisions. He won the U.S. Supreme Court, yet the issue is still up in the air for the future. And uh, he didn't want to bake a cake for two men who wanted to be pretend to be married. And, and I talked a lot about that in the first half. I want to continue uh, addressing some of the panelists' uh, uh, points as this man was on a television show that's a daily program and the panelists, mostly from a real leftist position, were hitting him and his attorney with these questions. So two panelists assert with great confidence that our Lord Jesus would have baked the cake for the two men pretending to get married, which would have been an act of love and a better testimony, they say. Well, remember our Lord Jesus. He warned us not to be deceived by false Christs. And we're warned in the book of 1 John in the New Testament, of the spirit of Antichrist. Antichrist means against Christ, but it also means another Christ. There are many Jesus Christs out there today. The Mormons have a Jesus Christ who's a half-brother of Satan. The Jehovah's Witnesses have a, a, a version of Jesus Christ who is not the creator, he's created. And of course, there's the very popular and prominent Christian religion or so-called Christian religion that, that has... Uh, a different mother for Jesus. No, she's not a Jewish sinner who needs to be saved like all of us. She's like a goddess who's called the queen of heaven and so on. There are many more. So the Jesus they speak of 
on this program that would bake a cake for two men who want to get married is another Jesus Christ who's against the biblical Lord Jesus. The Lord Jesus of the Bible said regarding marriage that God made them male and female, that the two should become one, very specifically talking about marriage. And, and he warned fornicators. Fornicators, fornication is any sex outside of biblical marriage. So don't listen, don't be deceived. They did the same in Noah's day and in Sodom and Gomorrah. And think of this. If homosexuality is like any other sin, then please answer this for me. What other sin provoked a society of men to attempt to rape two angels of the Most High God? Look at Genesis 19, uh, 4 and 5. Now, before they lay down, the men of the city, the men of Sodom, both old and young, all the people from every quarter surrounded the house, and they called to Lot and said to him, where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us that we may know them carnally. Oh, it's just disgusting. Well, the same panelist from earlier who quoted the Bible said this, my brother is gay, and in my church, it's fine for him to get married. She goes on to say, There are a lot of God-fearing Christian gays that are accepted and loved, and they are choosing to love someone else. So I do think the Bible has not changed because it was written thousands of years ago and translated 60-some times. So what we are reading, even if you study the Bible, is interesting enough, but faith has changed, and it has evolved to accept people. Folks, it's real simple. Apostate churches are a dime a dozen today. Apostate church leaders are a dime a dozen today. And some have very popular names in the world and they have to protect them so they cannot or they will not stand in this hour. But what was the Apostle Paul's warning about these things? In Acts chapter 20, beginning verse 29, for I know this, that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Also from among yourselves, men will rise up, speaking what? Perverse things to draw away the disciples after themselves. Therefore, watch, watch therefore, therefore watch and remember that for three years I did not cease to warn everyone night and day with tears. Look at 2 Corinthians 11, beginning verse 13. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Therefore, it's no great thing if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness, whose end will be according to their works. Listen, we know there are no practicing homosexuals who are God-fearing because the Bible tells us The fear of the Lord delivers us from sin. Proverbs 14, 27. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to turn one away from the snares of death. Now, this professing Christian panelist who's saying these crazy things, now she's just greatly deceived. That's what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 6. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. But you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of our Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Now, certainly there are former sinners of every kind, including homosexuals, 
who have repented of their sins and have been washed by the blood of Messiah Jesus and have power now over those sins that they used to commit, these egregious sins that send people to hell. And of course, every sin sends people to hell. And that's why Jesus died on the cross for our sins. But he rose again and he delivered us from these egregious, flagrant iniquities. Yeah, do we all have some measure of sin in our hearts still? And yes, yes, we're growing in grace. But there are certain sins that shake a fist in the face of God and say, no, we will do it our way. And this certainly is one of them. Well, this woman goes on to attack the Bible. Why? Because it exposes her sin. Look at Romans 1.26 and beyond. For this reason, God gave them up to vile passions, for even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust for one another, men with men committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error, which was due. And, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetous, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness. They are whispers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, and merciful, who knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. Certainly the righteous judgment of God upon this society is coming. And we need to love people enough to warn them in the love of Christ. Please, before it's too late, we plead with you, receive the Jesus Christ of the Bible and be saved. Yes, we can, and we should defend the Bible. And there are many good resources to help you do that. Look into them and be ready to do so. But that Prince of Pastors, Charles Spurgeon, he said it this way. You do not need to defend a lion, simply turn it loose. You don't defend a lion, turn it loose. The Bible's the word of God and it's powerful. Learn it, quote it, proclaim it, and live it. And watch therefore, hallelujah. Folks, no, make no mistake about it. As they turn, take away your freedom of a religion, freedom of speech your freedom of speech is on the chopping block too. And if you don't stand now, it's going to be much harder to stand later. Watch therefore, be ready, stand in the boldness and in the love and meekness and humility of our Lord Jesus. If you haven't received him, this program should warn you, time's running out. Look how crazy things are getting. Our King, our Savior is coming for us in the clouds. Receive him, pray, oh Jesus, Lord, save me, forgive me. I believe you died on the cross for my sins and you rose again, save me. I want to live a life that honors you. I want to turn away from my sins and follow you, Jesus. Amen. Do that. And if that's your heart, contact us using the, the information on your screen there, and we'll send you some free literature to help you begin your new life in Christ Jesus. Well, we're almost out of time on the program. I like to say it this way. We're almost out of time in this generation as well. So what should I do? Here's the answer. Watch, therefore, and be ready. Messiah Jesus, he's coming. When? any moment. Thank you for watching the program today. Watch Therefore is sponsored by the friends and partners of Watch Therefore Ministries. In future programs, we'll have many more Watch Therefore teachings from the Bible, worship, and exciting interviews with our believing partners in Israel 
and around the world. Please contact us at doveforisrael at gmail.com. That's D-O-V-F-O-R-I-S-R-A-E-L at gmail.com. And if you would like to subscribe to our newsletter, you can fill out a contact form on the website watchtherefore.tv. We also have audio programs available on our website, watchtherefore.tv. We are on social media since it is a great tool to share the gospel and communicate with one another. You can also find us there at Watch Therefore TV. Until next time, we're watching for King Jesus to return. Watch Therefore and be ready. Slain, he'll come again Our conquering king On that day His sword will go forth